are with another episode of Friday Fire. We have been waiting to do this one for quite some time. Yes. This is, I feel like I do this one every day in my discussions with people. Yes. It's like, I, it's like I'm a proponent of carbohydrates. Like I am on, I am like a, a lawyer that's fighting for carbs every day. <laughs> I mean, carbohydrates are delicious, but they get this Gosh. horrible rap. Like yes. we have talked to hundreds of people who are like, well, do you think I should just cut more carbs? Like aren't, aren't carbs bad for me? I think eating more carbs is making me like bloated or my, my face is breaking out or all of the things that are going wrong somehow are carbs problem. Like it's, mm. it's caused by carbs. I just need to lose a few pounds. So I'm just going to cut out carbs for a week or two. Like, can we just slow the train down? We're going to give you some scientific knowledge today to understand that carbs are not bad for you. Let me repeat this again. <laughs> Carbohydrates are not bad for you. In fact, bread is not bad for you. You know, Oh my gosh. No shit. So many people are like, you know, I'm just going to start this low carb diet and I'm going to buy all of these processed keto cookies and anything that's labeled keto is going to be what I go with. We talked about this on a couple other episodes, different Friday fires, where I'm not even sure people understand what ketogenic diet is intended for anymore. I don't think people also know like how to do a keto diet well or properly. In a healthy way. Yeah. Because the diet industry has preyed on, or we should say the food industry, mm. has preyed on this ketogenic diet. So yeah. they create all of these processed foods, slap a keto label on it, and it's quote unquote now healthy for you. Yeah. Ketogenic diets are created for medical purposes. People who have a lot of weight to lose, maybe who have really are really insulin resistant, mm -hmm. right? They can benefit from a lower carb diet. Yep. Some of them some of them don't even have to go full keto. They can just go lower carb and yes. benefit from it. Um, but it was designed for people with epilepsy. That is where keto started from yes. for medical purposes. If you're doing that diet, you need to be working with someone who knows how to take you through it properly. That is not Becca or myself. No. And also like common sense. Like you're telling me that eating bacon, butter in your coffee, pork rinds, cheese processed keto cookies and processed keto cookies is healthy i'm sorry i can't get on board with that healthier just, than a sweet potato i can't get on board with it so also i think the other thing we need to address is that people that cut carbs don't realize there's a cost to it guys there is an adaptation anytime you do something with your diet or with your exercise we cannot choose to do things and think that there are no negative side effects ever mm -hmm. You have to understand that even cutting calories in a healthy way creates an adaptation process in the body. The body is always trying to keep itself alive and keep itself thriving. And so when you cut carbohydrates, it costs you, okay? Yeah. Because most of us require some level of carbohydrates to function at our best over the long term. And so many people get super excited and think that cutting carbs is the answer because yes, it works in the short term, mm -hmm. But you understand what you're losing is water and energy, glycogen stores. That is what you're losing. In the long term, we're going to get to this. If research has shown over and over again, there is no difference. And actually, there's a positive benefit and a positive difference with a more moderate carb approach versus a low carb approach. Yep. So we're going to get to some of those studies. But we need to go through the negative impacts that happen when you cut carbohydrates, because like I said, it comes at a cost. Yeah. I think a lot of people too, they, 
they give carbs a bad rap because they've been told that carbohydrates, sugar, grains cause inflammation. And cause insulin spikes. Yes. Yep. And in one way, it is true. There are different types of carbohydrates. There's different quality, just like there's different quality proteins, different quality fats. The, the food source matters. So yes. just labeling carbs as bad foods isn't necessarily fair and it doesn't capture the big picture, right? Yeah. We have to look at the biological complexity of all of this and what is going to happen internally in the body when we remove all of these nutrients, sweet potatoes, grains, quinoa, vegetables, all fruit. Of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, if you don't know, if you are following a ketogenic diet, you need to be eating between 20 and 30 grams or 5% of, of your carbs, 5% of your calories. Correct. Yeah. Yes. But for most people, they go, I am just doing 30 grams of carbohydrates or 50 grams of carbohydrates. Or well, less a day. You're not really even going to be able to fit much vegetables into that. No. Because vegetables do have carbohydrates in them. Yeah. Guess what else they have? Fiber, micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. So Things that are important. Do carbohydrates spike insulin? Yes, they do. Does that increase insulin result in fat stores? No, it does not. Insulin actually is our satiety hormone, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, in other words, this makes you feel full. So, the idea on its own that it leads to fat gain really doesn't make any sense. No. Okay? The other piece here is that spiking insulin from good quality carbohydrates can help blunt cortisol levels. Cortisol levels are your stress hormone in the body. Many people feel chronically stressed. Maybe they don't like label that, but their body feels chronically stressed, whether it is emotional stress, um, fi you know, financial stress, it could be physical stress from, you know, overtraining and undereating. There's a lot of different types of stress and insulin can help with this. So specifically when we look at someone who is tired and wired and can't fall asleep or can't stay asleep through the night, we add carbohydrates to dinner. We bump up carbohydrates. We backload carbohydrates to help improve their sleep, help with this tired and wired syndrome. So we just want to really give you the knowledge and the education. And we're going to get into some more of the scientific stuff here in a moment. But you have to go into this podcast episode being willing to listen and hear us out. Yep. If you've done keto in the past and it worked for a while, but then you found that you started to regain the weight, stay tuned because we're going to talk about why and what happens in the body. I swear, guys, low-carb diets is the devil's work. He's trying to get us. He's trying to get <laughs> us to stop eating carbs, which are amazing and delicious. So here's the number one thing that I think of when people reduce carbohydrates. You decrease your thyroid production. Mm -hmm. So in order to function properly and maintain an appropriate metabolism because your thyroid controls your metabolism, our body produces an important hormone that is known as T3. So T3 is your active form of thyroid hormone. We've talked about this before on the podcast. And it's incredibly important for blood glucose management and proper metabolic function. Low T3 can lead to something called euthroid sick syndrome. This is the cold and sluggish feeling that a lot of us have that have very low productions of thyroid hormone. Okay? This is essentially your body kind of like idling. Low motor not functioning a lot, you're gaining weight, eating super low calories, you're freezing all the time, cold hands and feet, and you just have no energy. Yep. So a lot of people don't get, like, get diagnosed with this, but they get diagnosed with low thyroid or something of that sort. So when calories, and hear me, carbohydrates are too low, your T3 levels drop. Studies have shown this, okay? And in addition, 
Another hormone, reverse T3, is also sensitive to calorie and carbohydrates. And reverse T3, as the name implies, inhibits T3. Getting enough carbs, guys, can lower reverse T3. Not eating enough carbs will increase it. So now you're blocking T3 and it's still struggling to be produced. So we need to understand that like, this is extremely important because this is what controls your metabolism. This mm-hmm. is what controls your energy levels. This is what controls you feeling your best. So when you don't eat enough or enough carbs, T3 goes down, reverse T3 goes up, which blocks T3, and you feel like crap, yep. basically. That's the bottom line. Yep. And it's actually been shown in research that ketogenic, which is ultra low carbohydrates, reduce the T3 levels as rapidly as going into starvation mode. Okay. So you're basically signaling your body that so you're, you're in starvation mode, right? So let's continue on here. Let's look at why else might we need carbohydrates and adequate energy. Number one, or sorry, I was just saying number two here is that your cortisol increases. When we don't have enough carbohydrates and we're in a severe calorie deficit, you're spiking your cortisol constantly. Okay. Research consistently shows that people who exercise regularly need to eat enough carbs or their testosterone will fall while their cortisol levels rise. We've talked about this before. Testosterone decreases, cortisol increases, okay? So this is also a marker for excessive training stress. Becca's been through this. I've been through this. We've had blood work to show. Why are we not gaining strength anymore? Why are we not recovering well? Okay, so in a study of life sciences, men who ate a high carbohydrate versus a low carbohydrate for 10 days had higher levels of testosterone and sex hormone binding globulin and lower levels of cortisol. So if you are a person who lives a high stress lifestyle, going low carbohydrate isn't the answer. No, you guys, this is like a recipe for losing muscle and gaining body fat. Mm -hmm. High cortisol typically leads to fat gain, especially around the midsection area. That's where our fat. Yep. Fat just finds it. Our belly. Warm, cozy home. All those hormones. (laughs) And low testosterone means muscle breakdown or not being able to maintain muscle. So both of these things can be resulted from low carb. There's some other things that get impacted that are particularly female hormones. So eating too low of carb for too long, this is something that happened to me. I lost my period for two plus years. Part of it was training, but it was also not eating enough to keep up with my training. So it seems more so for women this happens than for men because we tend to be more sensitive than men to low energy or carbohydrate availability. This is probably because, you know, pregnancy females have the reproductive need to reproduce. And so we carry the baby. We, we are likely more sensitive due to those things. But while organs like our thyroid make hormones, kind of the mission control center of our hormone production is our central nervous system. So that's your I brain. I eat your brain. Yep. So this is where the HPA axis thing comes into play. And we've talked about this before, but this is kind of the discussion of your alert system. So like your body is trying to sense danger and it, it creates stress responses basically. Mm-hmm. And so our hypothalamus, our pituitary glands, the HP of the HPA, they sit in the brain. They are sensitive to things like stress. Like Liz just talked about low carb, equals higher cortisol, higher stress, okay? And so these, you know, this axis kind of works together to help protect the body. And when we don't eat enough calories or carbs, 
it is a you know we essentially face this stress situation and when done for too long women can un- end up with hypothalamic amenorrhea which is essentially the loss of your menstrual cycle yep okay so or irregular periods when you have super long cycles it's often a sign of stress high stress yep. okay so you need to understand that like this is not a good thing a lot of people are like oh no period honestly that's what i thought <laughs> i was like i don't i can have sex and not get pregnant like great my husband's going to be super excited but this is not a good thing. Yeah. Your period, and we've talked about this, is like your report card for health. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women try to eat low carb to be healthier and actually do the opposite. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're someone who's listening to this right now and you're like, oh, wow, that's me. I do train a lot. I have cut out a lot of carbohydrates. If you were to get blood work done, let's talk about some of the areas that this would show up. Mm -hmm. So it would be a low level of your luteinizing luteinizing hormone, your LH, um, low levels of FSH, which is your follicle stimulating hormone, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And so a lot of women are like, oh, well, testosterone doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Because (laughs) testosterone, one, sex drive, uh, but two, allows you to gain strength and burn fat. So a lot of times what we see is like people driving themselves into the ground and they're like the skinny fat. They're not gaining strength in the gym. That is all because when we decrease carbohydrate intake, that cortisol spikes, signals your HPA access to further decrease our pituitary activity, right? Yes. So the whole control center is going haywire and therefore down regulating all of your female hormones. This doesn't just impact your period either guys. Like this is a reason for anxiety, depression, mood disorders, like chronic fatigue, disrupted sleep, a host of other chronic issues, loss of bone density, more body fat. Like we talked about blood sugar swings, AKA mood swings, cravings. Like it's not just your period when these hormones get Mm -hmm. disrupted. It is a whole host of everything. And so this is the exact opposite, obviously, of what you wanted to be healthier with eating, removing and reducing carbs. But now we have become much more unhealthy. And the other thing, like we've just said, I mean, like you see this muscle loss. Yeah. And no one, a lot of people think if they lose weight, they're going to look a certain way. You have to build muscle to look how you want to look. I promise you, no <laughs> one wants to have just skin hanging on their bones. People want to look healthy. They want to look yeah. toned. They want to look lean. Guess what looking like that involves? It involves muscle. Mm-hmm. And when you eat super low carb and when you eat super low calorie, your body breaks down that muscle. Yep. So when we think about muscle mass, we often think about protein shakes, right? We think, or not protein shakes, but eating high protein. And for most people who are training all the time, they utilize protein shakes as a supplement to help them get the amount of protein that they need per day. But if you're guzzling protein shakes and you're eating, you know, three, four, five small meals a day, like the bodybuilder diet typically, but you're eating low carbohydrates, you could still be losing muscle mass. Your body needs carbohydrates to repair the damage that's been done during training and rebuild those muscles. It's not just protein. Okay. Yes. So a recent study from the Netherlands actually compared three diets, a high carbohydrate diet, which was really high, 85% of carbs, medium carbohydrate diet, 44% of carbs, and a low carb diet of 2% carbs. These are really extreme numbers, yeah. by the way. Um, but all diets had the same total calories and the same amount of protein, which was held at 15%. Yes, we recognize this is a little bit low, um, but they said that it was adequate in their research mm-hmm. studies. Okay. So the result pretty consistent with what other research shows. T3 levels and reverse T3 stayed the same with the same, uh, sorry, with high and moderate carbohydrate intake. T3 and reverse T3 went down on the low carbohydrate. 
So we talked about in the beginning, your yep. thyroid hormones, your active thyroid hormones. T4 has got to get converted into T3. But here's the interesting piece. In the study, the researchers also measured urinary nitrogen excretion to see how the diets affected protein breakdown. In this case, the low-carb increased muscle breakdown because severely low carbohydrates lowered your insulin levels. Carbohydrates are protein sparing, meaning they help with protein absorption and digestion. Mm -hmm. And so when you have carbs in your diet, your body utilizes this protein better. You're able to maintain muscle better. The carbs also help with the muscle and the glycogen storage in the muscles. Like you guys, they are a beautiful pair that need to be together. And I like, we get it. We get it that it seems logical to remove carbs like high carbs leads to insulin which leads to fat storage it's what everyone says low carbs keeps insulin low which is healthier and then you effortlessly lose weight and lean out and like indeed yes people can lose weight on a low carb diet like i said it is usually short term and it makes it seem like low carb diets are just better but like liz is saying there is so much evidence that supports that low carb is not better. And the number one factor is protein. Mm -hmm. All of the research out there, and I promise you, not all, I shouldn't say all the research. I haven't read all of the research, but a (laughs) lot of the research research out there shows the ones that show that low carb is better do not control for protein. All of the, most of the research out there, I keep saying all, I need to stop the all and nothing. (laughs) Most of the research out there that, keeps protein consistent between the all of the diets, the low carb, the moderate carb, the high carb, shows the same results. Actually, a lot of it actually shows the high carb does better in mm-hmm. terms of what was lost, fat versus muscle, because a lot of people on low carb lose muscle, mm-hmm. not just fat. Because the body starts to break it down. Totally, guys. So the other thing that I, I didn't even get to, to mention, but like when we talk about uh, carbohydrates, they spike our insulin. This is not a necessarily a bad thing no. because insulin is crucial for building muscle. So when you get enough carbohydrates to meet your needs, you replenish muscle glycogen and create an antibiotic hormonal environment. This is what allows you to build that muscle. But as Becca mentioned, it has to be in a control, like these research studies that we're looking at, they controlled protein all across the board. There's many other research and we can even link out some other podcasts that we've listened to from some doctors that I think are fantastic talking about, you know, high carb versus high fat and that there's really minimal difference. Yeah. Because the bottom line is enough protein. Mm -hmm. This is why Liz and I preach protein so much, guys. The secret maybe is high protein. Maybe it's not low carb. Maybe it's not low fat. Maybe it's high protein. Imagine that. Imagine we were right all along. (laughs) So let's kind of start to pull it together here, right? So as we talked about, just a recap here, not eating enough carbohydrates lowers your T3 levels. Mm -hmm. That's your active thyroid hormone. Yep. It disrupts your cortisol to testosterone ratios. Mm -hmm. It interferes with women's hormones and that delicate balance that we need for healthy reproductive system and healthy periods. It contributes to muscle loss and it prevents muscle gains. So if you're somebody who wants that quote tone physique, Sounds like a lot of good benefits. You might need to incorporate mm. some sweet potatoes and some oatmeal, some quinoa, we're, we're some not rice. We're to go eat Pop-Tarts and sweets and cookies and all the sugar. Like there is a large difference between how our bodies respond to those foods and how our bodies respond to nutrient-dense carbohydrates. And Liz talked about that a little bit in the beginning. But like, yes, there is a difference to how insulin responds and your body responds to simple sugars versus complex sugars. 
Okay. So we need to take that into account. That needs to be a disclaimer. Yes. But at the end of the day, hopefully you have heard, hopefully you have absorbed (laughs) and you have understood that your low carb diet is not the answer long term. Mm -hmm. And here's the, here's the kicker. When you start eating carbs again, you're probably going to gain weight. It does not mean you're gaining fat. You are likely restoring your energy stores and probably taking in some water because for every gram of carbs, you contain, you, you absorb and kind of hold about three grams of water. And so understand that that weight gain you see immediately after going low carb and coming, bringing carbs back in is not just you gaining fat. Yeah. Easiest way for you to see this, weigh yourself the day after a low carb day and weigh yourself the day after a higher carb day. You're going to be up a little bit because you're holding more water. It's glycogen. But if you're someone that trains, you need that glycogen. Yes. And long-term, you need the carbs. You do, guys. And and the last thing I will say is, as we kind of wrap this up, if you are someone that says, you know, I feel better on lower carb, understand lower carb to us is anywhere between 50 uh, 50 and 120, I would say. I think extremely low carb is less than 50, right? We don't really touch that. But, you know, lower carb is anywhere between that, you know, 120 and below range. Moderate carb is even like 120 to 170, Mm -hmm. right? If you're not an athlete, maybe you don't need more than 200 grams of carbohydrates. I don't know because I don't know your activity level or your training regimen or what your goals are. And also ask yourself, why do you feel better eating that way? Like, do you have gut issues with carbohydrates? Is now there a, is now it a gut issue? Is it a like, gluten sensitivity? Have, there's a lot of reasons you might not feel good with carbohydrates that aren't actually the carbohydrates causing. Mm-hmm. It's your body not being able to digest and process and absorb those things. And so understand that piece as well. Like, don't just blame the carbs. Right. The carbs didn't do anything wrong. Maybe it's your gut that needs some healing. Like, there's a lot of other factors. Like Liz was saying, we don't know your activity level. We don't know your stress level. We don't know all of these things. But what we do know is what the research says and what our personal experience is working with clients and taking so many people off of low-carb diets to find them feeling better, to finally kick through a plateau that they've been stuck at forever. Sleep through the night. Sleep through the night. Have better mood, better digestion. Better focus. Like, better energy. It's we Better do training sessions. We're so passionate because we've seen it so many times. And we see the people coming to us feeling broken, feeling exhausted, feeling deprived, restricted on this binge restrict cycle because they feel they have to do this. I think you brought up a really great point there, right? So many people go low carb and then they start to really plummet and they feel like their body naturally reacts and it's looking for the energy from cravings, right? So then you go and you eat a bunch of shit food right whether it's like awful (laughs) you're like it's the carbs it's the carbs (laughs) you know you face plant into things and you go through the cycle of restrict bench okay monday morning i'm gonna go low carb again this week or i'm gonna restrict all carbohydrates and only eat protein and vegetables until you can't do that right until it doesn't align with your goals until you start to see some of this adaptation and the backlash in the gym what i want you to do right now is just to pause and think not short term, but long term. Where am I going to be in two years from now? Are you going to be on a beach eating a chicken breast and broccoli? If that works for you and your lifestyle and that's enjoyable for you, more power to you. I'm not going to be on a beach eating chicken and broccoli. I'm going to be on a beach eating some chicken or steak fajitas and having a margarita and enjoying my life. Um, And I'll be able to do that and make it work for me because my body isn't going through these crazy swings of, you know, low carb for months and then face plant and storing fat 
going up seven pounds on the scale. Like there's a lot of considerations here. No matter what way you choose to create a calorie deficit, you will lose weight, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be in this extreme low carb place. No, it can be in a healthy place where you enjoy all the things, all of the different things in moderation, in the right balances. You just got to get out of this mindset that carbs are bad, guys. I hope that after this episode, we shed some light and there were some aha moments, but carbs are not evil. They're they delicious. are our friends. Carbs are our friends, guys. <laughs> and we <laughs> round this out by <laughs> back up begging you. Carbs are our friends. I'm going to go eat some carbs for lunch. Mm, that sounds good. I'm having sweet potato fries. I'm having some rice and some sweet potatoes. Delicious. Delicious. Have All a great carbs. day.